Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. We mostly think of the rapture of the church as some far-off event that won't ever happen in our lifetime. But today, Pastor J.D. reminds us just how close we are. There are events scheduled for next year that, according to Bible prophecy, won't happen until the tribulation period. Is it possible to be so close? Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on September 18th, 2022. Today, I want to talk with you about the prophetic significance of this month of September being a September to remember. Actually, teachers and students of Bible prophecy rightly get excited every year about this time of year in September, by virtue of it being what we affectionately refer to as a high watch time. And the reason for that is because of the prophetic types woven into the fabric of the Feasts of the Lord, found in the book of Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. I want to read verse 4, Leviticus chapter 23. These are the Feasts of the Lord, holy convocations, which you shall proclaim at their appointed times. Now, That's actually what the word feast means in the original language of the Hebrew. It's actually the same word in my native tongue of Arabic. It's the word mo'ad, which means appointment or appointed time, a time pointing to. So what are these appointed times and what do they point to? Answer, the person of Jesus Christ. Everything from Genesis all the way through points to the person of Jesus Christ. And such is the case with these seven feasts, seven the number of completion, all of which again point to the appointed time of their fulfillment in the person of Jesus Christ. And just as the first four were fulfilled at the appointed time of Christ's first coming, it's believed that the second three, the fall feasts, will also be fulfilled at the rapture and second coming. Now, it should be noted that there are some who 
believe the Day of Atonement is the rapture. Uh, others actually believe Pentecost points to the rapture. But the majority view is that it is the Feast of Trumpets that points to, prophetically, the rapture of the church. Now, let's talk about the first four, the Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, First Fruits, and Pentecost. Now, Passover was fulfilled in and by the crucifixion. Unleavened bread, the burial. First fruits, the resurrection. And then 55 pent, Pentecost, is the church age. So those first four feasts were fulfilled in Christ's first coming. If you're interested, we did a very in-depth study of these feasts in our verse-by-verse study through Leviticus. You can find that online or should be on our YouTube channel. I haven't checked in a while, but I think we spent uh, seven, eight weeks on just these seven feasts. Very, very fascinating, very profound in their prophetic implications. Well, this brings us to the fall feasts, and starting with the Feast of Trumpets, also known as Rosh Hashanah, which is Rosh, head of the year, the first of the year, the new year. And this is the only feast of the seven feasts that no man knows the day or the hour, because it's predicated upon the moon. So it's actually over a period of time of, very appropriately, three days. And when the moon is positioned perfectly in Jerusalem over the temple, then they sound the shofar, the trumpet, and announce the beginning, the commencement of this feast we know as the Feast of Trumpets. So every year it falls on a different date, or dates I should say, and this year it's on Saturday the 24th, Sunday the 25th, and Monday the 26th. So let's just close in prayer. And uh, <laughs> okay, well, no, no, you can get excited, it's okay. Actually, it gets way better. Uh, so, But the next uh, feast is Yom Kippur. Yom is uh, Hebrew for day, same word in the uh, Arabic language, the Day of Atonement. And it is believed that this feast is fulfilled at the conclusion of the seven-year tribulation, and it is the second coming. And then lastly, the seventh feast is the Feast of Tabernacles, or booths, and this is a prophetic picture of the coming kingdom age, that 1,000-year reign here on earth, pre-fall, pre-sin. It's a whole nother teaching. It's going to be fascinating. I know we talk about the rapture and heaven and eternity future, but we got 1,000 years first. Can't wait. Anyway, I digress. Now, why did I want to start out this way? Because this September, which we're now already halfway through, is unique and prophetically ubiquitous. And I'll explain what I mean by that. 
This for a number of reasons, not the least of which is that there are many significant events that point to specific dates this month, unique to this month. So what follows are just a few of many, actually, that caught the attention of those who are watching for the Lord's soon return in the rapture of the church. I'll begin with this article last Monday, September 12th. You probably heard about this from the Washington Standard about a German legislature's ominous warning concerning the date of September 24th. While there is some controversy about what and when he's referring to in saying this, this member of the German legislature was quoted as saying that September 24th will be a day when everyone will remember, quote, exactly where he or she was. The article goes on to say that, needless to say, those days don't come along very often. For those that were alive at the time, the death of John F. Kennedy was one of those days, and certainly 9-11 was one of those days. But off the top of my head, I can't really think of too many others. Beyond that, there just aren't too many days that fall into this category. That is why something that a member of the German parliament just said seems so odd. The reason why this caught my attention, still quoting, is because I do believe that September 25th and 26th will be very significant. Now, add to the date of September 24th, being a day to remember, this very peculiar seven-day extension of the period of mourning Queen Elizabeth's death by now King Charles, who according to the Irish Mirror declared it would be 17 days instead of the customary 10 days. Uh, just parenthetically let me say 17 is very significant. It's the number of Q. Okay, I'm going to leave that right there and not go any further with that one. Now here's what's interesting about this. Her death was on September 8th. So you add 17 days and that makes the morning last till September 25th. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. Now keep in mind that this is the same Charles who at the COP26 climate summit in Glasgow on November 1st of last year was quoted as saying, here we need a vast military style campaign to march the strength of the global private sector with trillions, trillions with a T, at his disposal, far beyond global GDP and with the greatest respect beyond even the governments of the world's leaders. Hmm. 
Again, things that make you go, hmm, who's the His? I know that there are those that are in the who's who. I'm in the who's he. But who's his? Okay. Now add to this the Catholic News Agency article on August 30th, which we addressed in a recent update, in which they state that Pope Francis had instructed Vatican entities to move all their funds to the Vatican Bank by September 30th, which is the day before some Starbucks go cashless. This according to the Telegraph and Argus out of the UK, with the headline, People protest as some Starbucks outlets to go cashless. Pictured here is a sign outside this Starbucks on Rooley Lane in Bradford, and it reads, We're going cashless. From 1st October 2022, we will only be accepting card, contactless, and Starbucks awards payments. Please ask our team for further details. No need. I'm not going to ask. Now, it's important to note that all of this is on the backdrop of an executive order that we also talked about in a prior update that, quote, according to Yahoo News, could bring the U.S. one step closer to a digital currency. Actually, some believe that a date of December 13th of this year has already been set. The point being that cashless is coming sooner than we might think. So last week, a good friend of mine and a good friend of the ministry sent me this USA Watchdog article in which biblical cycle timing expert, geopolitical and financial analyst Bo Polney, who has made many spot-on calls in the last few years on usawatchdog.com, is suggesting that, quote, biblical calculations point to Rosh Hashanah this September 25th. Polney is expecting it to all end up as a full-blown collapse of the financial system. Polney explains things are going to change on or about September 25th. I think we are going to have a crash going right into this date. Have a nice afternoon. There's more. This is so interesting. As if this weren't enough. This was Thursday, by the way, breaking news. Um, maybe I should preface this before I quote this. So in your Bible, in the book of Numbers, the 19th chapter, this is your homework, a very fascinating prophecy about what's known as the red heifer. They had to have the ashes of a red heifer in order to perform the sacrifices and purifications at the temple. And heretofore, over the years, Israel has been trying to find a pure red heifer. 
And there have been many candidates over the years that have ultimately and subsequently been disqualified because they found even just one hair that wasn't red. It has to be completely red, a red, pure heifer. And it has to be a calf, by the way. And then they sacrifice this red heifer, and they take the ashes of the red heifer, and they use it as a purification ceremony in the temple. So all of the instruments and the the garments and all of really the materials are all at the ready for the rebuilding of the temple. We've talked about this over the years. Some actually believe that Israel, once they get the green light, can rebuild the temple within a period of about 90 days, very fast. They're all ready. And they've just been waiting for this red heifer. And there have been times over the years where they identified a red heifer, and they got all excited, and then it got disqualified. Uh, One more thing on this, just by way of a preface before I quote it. (laughs) This is Daniel 9.27, this is Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Now there's more, but let's just use those two for now, because they give us really a thumbnail sketch of the seven-year tribulation. And we know that there's going to have to be a temple, the third temple, in the seven-year tribulation, because At the midpoint, three and a half years, according to Daniel 9.27 and 2 Thessalonians 2, the Antichrist will commit an abomination that causes desolation at the three and a half year mark. That presupposes that there's already a temple, there are sacrifices, it's been rebuilt, and it's there in the seven year tribulation, and this false messiah this Antichrist in the place of Christ will set himself up there in the temple, in the Holy of Holies, and declare himself to be God. And it will be at this point that the Jews will realize they've been deceived. It's a lie. And this massive deception They've believed, they've been deceived that this was their Christ. This is a lie, and it will serve as the catalyst for them to come to the truth. Who's the truth? Jesus is the truth. And they will come to Jesus, their true Messiah, as a result of realizing they've been deceived by this false Messiah. That's at the midpoint of the seven-year tribulation. So we've got a temple there. When it's built, we don't know. We just know that it has to be there at the midpoint of the seven-year tribulation. Now, let me, I want to get ahead of myself. So all of a sudden now, this is on Thursday, September 15th, Israel 365 News reports that these red heifers arrived in Israel. Let me quote, the Temple Institute and Boneh Israel made a huge step towards reinstating the temple service on Thursday 
when five red heifers landed at Ben-Gurion International Airport. The red heifer was the main component in the biblically mandated process of ritual purification for impurity. Here's what's interesting. They arrived on Thursday the 15th, and they are going to quarantine for 10 days. That puts it (laughs) to next Sunday, the 25th, right at the time we're doing the update, if we do an update. Just say it. All right. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Also from Israel 365 News is yet another report about Ben-Gurion gearing up to bring all 70 nations straight from the airport to the third temple. What? Woo! You, what? It, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Well, let me read. Quote, Israel National News reported that two million passengers will pass through the airport during September. In 2020, Israel's transportation ministry said that it would move ahead with plans to build an extension of the Tel Aviv-Jerusalem high-speed line that would directly connect Tel Aviv's Ben-Gurion International Airport to the Western Wall in Jerusalem. A proposal was made to name the future Temple train station after Donald Trump. I'm still quoting, Rabbi Yekutiel, if I'm pronouncing his name right, probably am not, Fish, told Israel 365 News that God is preparing the way for the pilgrims to arrive at the temple. Practically a train is the best means since it can carry many more people. Fish related that Rabbi Diskin heard the whistle of the first train to arrive in Jerusalem in 1892 and said, they are clearing the way for Messiah and the redemption is on the way. Fish sees this, this is interesting, pre-Messiah train. See, they're, they're waiting for their Messiah. It's just not the true Messiah. It's the false Messiah. It's the anti-Messiah, the anti-Christos, anointed one, Christ. They're waiting for their Savior. So this pre-Messiah train (laughs) phenomenon being played out to an even stronger degree with the new high-speed track that will bring travelers directly from Ben-Gurion International Airport to the Western Wall in Jerusalem? Get this, the train is expected to begin service in April, just in time for the Passover holiday. We're so glad you joined us for this prophecy update on In Spirit and Truth. Do the things you hear about on this program cause you to feel unsettled? 
Perhaps there are too many things coming into play that make you stop and wonder if you're truly living in the end times. If that's the case, we hope that through these updates, you are reminded of God's faithfulness through His Word and that His promises will be fulfilled. This can be a benefit to you. Being around other believers can give you support regarding these things that are happening around you. If you're in the area and haven't found a church home yet, we invite you to come visit us and get to know the heart behind this ministry. You can join us for a time of worship at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for Bible study with Pastor J.D. If you'd like more information on joining us or for additional resources, go to jdfarag.org and scroll to the bottom of the page. That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G dot O-R-G. There, you'll find a Calvary link that will take you to the church's website. While you're at our website, be sure to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. Another interesting point of reference is a tab that says ABCs. This is useful for anyone seeking and wanting to find out more about Jesus and His love for you as an individual. That's all available at our website. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. Join Pastor JD for another edition of In Spirit and Truth.